You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Five Things to Watch. Five things to watch here on KC Sports Network, getting you ready for a Christmas Day game. Chiefs, Raiders, you're going to hear from a variety of different personalities here on KC Sports Network with different things to watch. The KC Laboratory is kicking things off as we like to. I'm here with Maddie Lane and Craig Stout. Matthew, I am quite excited to be able to watch the Kansas City Chiefs on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's as good a day. It's a very good day to to watch the Chiefs. It's been a a long time. I don't, have they played on Christmas Day during my lifetime? I don't know if they have or they have not. Um, so this could this could be a first. This could be a first for me, Craig. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because the Chiefs can give us presents, and the presents are hats and shirts that say they won the AFC West yet again. I realize that we are all very tired of seeing those hats on the shelves, but ask any former player about that that did not go through this streak. And they would kill for it right now. So make sure make sure that you are appreciating that when it happens on Christmas Day. Champagne so problem. My research department has told me that in my lifetime, the Chiefs have in fact played a game on Christmas Day in 2016. They beat the Denver Broncos on Christmas Day. Oh, wow. So like not long ago at all. Yeah, we all should have remembered that and we didn't. So that's bad. There's a lot of people screaming at us right now, by the way. I don't remember anything. It's cool. It's That is... <laughs> Is quite true. Uh, anyway, so our our thing to watch is going to be talking about the linebackers uh, because you know obviously there's going to be some fascinations with the rotations as we continue moving forward, getting this team ready for the playoffs. But also, this is a position that has been targeted of recent uh, as a area that teams have kind of tried to attack the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs' last couple games have seen a fair amount of teams go with heavier personnel to keep the Chiefs in their base defense, and then they have attacked their linebackers, whether it's through the run game and getting out to the sides with misdirection or in the passing game. So you had you know, the Packers, you've had the Patriots, the Bills, even going back to the first Raiders game, you have had a lot of teams get into these heavier personnel to force the Chiefs to play more linebackers. Not only does that take Steve Spagnuolo out of his comfort zone, but it puts more guys on the field that they want to take advantage of. And we've seen over those past couple weeks, there have been instances where opposing teams have had a lot of success, usually early in games, attacking right at these linebackers that most of us considered a big strength of this team early in the year. And they're still a strength. They still make a lot of good plays for this team. They are one of the better units in the NFL. It's just when you put them out there, you know they're going to be there and you can design plays up specifically to go at them, just like any other linebacker group. They can be hurt. They can be beaten a little bit. And I think this is going to be another game where they're put in that situation. It will be up to the linebackers to not need to adjust mid-second quarter, but to start the game ready to be that target on their back. The last week's game, the Chiefs linebackers were targeted on 35% of the dropbacks by the New England Patriots. That was a season high for the Chiefs. But that doesn't mean that we haven't seen them targeted throughout the season against the Raiders. It was a 23.5% target share that was thrown at Drew Tranquil, that was thrown at Willie Gay Jr. and at Leo Chanel. Now, Drew Tranquil was one of the only guys that really had a lot of success in that game, defending the pass. I mean, Leo had a little bit, but 
Drew was the primary guy that saw the most targets that had some success. Since we've seen Nick Bolton come back, we've seen an increased focus, especially when Drew Tranquil was out, of trying to get him isolated on tight ends, which isn't his strong suit in, in the passing game. It was good to see last week a little more Drew Tranquil, Nick Bolton on the field together, and we saw how that worked out. That's the, the primary matchup that it should be, but I would not be surprised if the Raiders come out in a lot of 12, 13 personnel, go really heavy, and try and flex some of these tight ends try and flex a Josh Jacobs and get him in mashups against Leo Chanel, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolton. Try and find ways to win that matchup. Give yourself a little bit more of an advantageous look, especially if the ball needs to come out quickly. Kind of just thinking about it too, it's almost like, you know, there's so many strengths to this chief fence right now that putting them in base just at least maybe, you know, puts a a group that can be got a little bit it's not that the linebackers are terrible it's that they can be got and by the way most linebackers in the national football league can get got too it is the 95 percent it's the position most in conflict especially when you're playing a team that likes to run play action like like the the raiders do and so um this is a team that yeah could potentially look to get the Chiefs in heavier personnel, and then try to run some play action out of it and put those backers in conflict. Uh, and it, it again, it, it may not even be necessarily a knock on the linebackers because like, I think some of them have done a good job and you've got some guys that, you know, especially if Drew Tranquil's on the field, good things have happened in coverage. I think that's one of the questions I think when we're talking about the linebackers too is, you know, we saw Nick Bolton come back in, kind of get his kind of usual... Uh, you know, his usual you know, kind of snaps are getting closer and closer to that than he has. Doubles up Drew Tranquil for the week uh, on snap count this last week. Do we think that Drew Tranquil is going to get ramped up back up again, involved a little bit more? Do we think, you know, like, what do we think the rotation is going to look like? More of the same from last week, or do we think that they try to get Drew Tranquil back on the field a little bit more? I... I think they try to get him on the field more. It's just a matter of to what what does it ultimately look like? We were still building to see what that looked like when yeah. Nick Bolton initially got hurt. The Chiefs are still cycling in all four of these linebackers, and it never seems to fail that when the Chiefs get stuck in a drive where the rotation is calling and base personnel to get Leo Chanel, Willie Gay, and Nick Bolton out there together, that seems to be a drive where the linebackers seem to get targeted a little bit more. It's not a specific guy. It's not even like anything specific about them. It's just that seems to be when it is happening. And Drew Tranquil, I'm not saying he comes in and completely shuts that down. It just doesn't seem like they've gotten stuck in as many drives where the linebackers have been the target of opposing offenses while he's been out there. And so we're all kind of waiting, I think, to see the snap count go towards Tranquil and Nick Bolton playing in nickel and then them cycling Willie Gay and Leo Chanel out as your third linebacker when you go to base. And I just don't know if we fully got there yet. They've shown it. I'm not saying they haven't played it, but it just it hasn't become like the go-to, the mainstay. And so as now Drew Tranquil's coming back from a concussion, Nick Bolton's still working his way back from injury. Is that what they're building towards? Or is it still going to be Nick Bolton and then everybody else rotates around him? And like, I just the Chiefs don't look as clean that way. They don't look to play as good. It seems like you're limiting what could be a big strength of this team by not keeping Drew Tranquil out there for more reps. And... It's it's hard to do that, especially in a week where Willie Gay Jr. had a good game. Like it, even beyond just the interception, he played really stout in the run game. They really did a lot with him, flashing late into the A gap and the B gap, trying to really confuse you know the Patriots' offensive linemen. He and Leo Chanel are the only two guys that you're going to stack up as like a stand up three tech and say 
go win out there. So it's it's not just, you know, hey, these guys are best in coverage. These guys are capable of going out there and covering a tight end. You still got to be able to play the run against those sort of situations. And guys like Willie Gay Jr., Leo Chanel, Willie especially last week, had a really good game, you know, flashing in some of those elements when they go to some of that heavier personnel, when they go to some of those 12 and 13 looks, the Chiefs are going to have guys out there that they really trust to come and stack on an interior gap, which isn't always Nick Bolton in that in that spot. So it is tough to look at. I'm curious to see how Nick, Gol- Nick Bolton progresses with his injuries throughout the course of the week. You know, he's nursing the wrist injury, but also has an illness has an abdomen injury. There's a lot of things wearing on him right now. I'm curious if they are going to let him play, you know, 100% of the snaps, if we are going to see him in the dime as regularly, or is this maybe a bigger Drew Tranquil game to try and make sure that Nick Bolton stays healthy for the playoffs? I'm really, really curious here if we are going to see a ton of that going forward here. But what we are going to see a ton of, even with a banged up knee and all, is Max Crosby and our guy Barbershop is here to talk about what he's going to bring to the table. Man, how you doing today, man? This is Sean Barber from The Process, 10-year NFL vet. And my one thing to watch for the Raiders game is, first of all, I got to make this thing. It's Raider week. Everything starts off with the understanding it's Raider week. As an ex-player, man, like the day after the game before, Right when that game hit double zeros, I went into the locker room, and before I took my shoulder pads off from the previous game, I looked at myself in the mirror in the locker and told myself, it's officially Raider week. So for an entire seven days, I am consumed with the Raiders as far as when the Raiders and Chiefs play. So with that being said, my thing to watch this week when we play the Las Vegas Raiders, it's one thing and one thing only, Max Crosby. We need to find Max Crosby. We need to double-team Max Crosby. We need to chip Max Crosby. We need to keep Max Crosby from getting any pressures on our quarterbacks or any tackles for loss. And I know that seems like it's easier said than done, but I don't think there's been a game in his entire career where somebody has kept him out of the quarterback's lap. It is important to locate this man and know where he is at the start of the play and make sure there's somebody responsible for the first block and blocking him throughout the entire play. No running down our quarterback from behind. No tackling our running backs from behind. We got to take the game. You got to take the battle to him. Run it at him early and often. Get him to slow down. Max Crosby is, in my book, one of the top candidates for the defensive player of the year when you talk about the NFL. I have so much respect for the way he goes after his alignment, his assignment, his techniques. He always has three or four different moves off of power, power to speed, um, speed to power, transitioning in and out of his pass rush moves, and he also is a dominant force playing the run. So my thing to watch this week versus the Las Vegas Raiders is Max Crosby, Max Crosby, Max Crosby. We got to find a way to block and negate Max Crosby against the Raiders. Again, this is Sean Barber, 10-year NFL vet. You can always find me on The Process. That's my thing to watch.
Thanks, Barber. Yeah, Max Crosby, one of the true game wreckers that, you know, the the Las Vegas Raiders have on that side of the ball and one of the few guys that could really destroy some of the good, positive things that the Chiefs offense do. So, yeah, he's a big focal point. Fully agree with Barbershop on that. Staying in the trenches here. You know, we just talked about Max Crosby, his matchup against the Chiefs offense there a little bit. We're going to stay in the trenches here. Our guys, Tucker D. Franklin and Nick Leckie, are going to give you the breakdown of what's happening on the Chiefs' offensive line, the Chiefs' defensive line, and the matchups they have against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. All right, outside the trenches here with you for our five things to watch. Our one thing in our five things to watch. I'm Tucker Franklin hanging out with Nick Leckie. No big B with us today, but we're talking about the trenches Nick, and let's start when the Chiefs have the football. We're talking Chiefs offensive line, and we're talking Raiders defensive line, right? But first, I want to start with the Chiefs side of the ball. When it comes down to it, Wanya Morrison playing great at that left tackle spot. I think he's been a good addition to this unit. Could look, could be the left tackle of the future up there. While even though they might have showed a little bit of cracks in the interior, I think Wanya Morrison was a uh, was a good guy to plug in there at the left tackle spot. It's awesome, and and I, I love how you can evaluate talent, especially when when rookies get in. Is that you don't you don't? It's not a big deal, because if it's a big deal, that only means that he's given up sacks. Yeah. And so when a rookie goes unnoticed when the game is played, and you don't notice the left tackle, that's the highest compliment as offense line is that you did your job and you stayed the man with no face. And and to me, I think they're going to get a big test. I think it's going to be a really big test about the chemistry between Wanya and Tooney when you got Tillery and Max Crosby lining up on the same side running stunts. You know, you get in that third medium plus, you get them running stunts, you get them running games. We're going to see that chemistry. We're going to see if they got the proper spacing, you know, if Wanya's going to kick too far out and Tooney's going to kick too far out. Uh, so we'll see. I think it's going to be a cool matchup and be something to watch for sure. Was, anytime you see second and long, third and long. We've seen that too with the Chiefs offensive line that they do kind of struggle with some of those games up front with those uh, with those different types of uh, packages that those guys yeah. will run those games. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, especially coming off of a game on the interior side of the ball. Nick, when you look at what happened kind of last week, Christian Barmore, he was a stud, right? And he he kind of uh, dominated Trey Smith, which is something you don't really see a whole lot. So I think that just tells you how good Christian Barmore is uh, for the New England Patriots. What do you kind of expect from Trey Smith, that interior, those interior guys coming out of a game like where, you know, he's kind of embarrassed a little bit. I, I think I think Trey Smith has always been a little bit susceptible to the bull rush. And it's just one of those things where where you're you really, as an interior guy, when you're facing a wide three technique, you have two ways to set. You can set light on your feet to prepare for speed moves. And if a defensive line sees that, they'll go right at your chest and then it'll take you a while to adjust. So I, I think he's gonna be fired up for this one. It's Divisional game, it's it's the Raiders, so he's going to be looking to prove a point and to uh, make a little bit of a comeback and atonement for his uh, performance last week, which is still pretty good. But just there were a couple of times where he got he got kind of pushed around. You mentioned Max Crosby, and I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit more back about Max Crosby because man, that guy is good. That is one guy that I wish didn't play for the Las Vegas Raiders because I would love to be a fan of his on any other team. If he could play for 31 other teams, I would love it, uh, especially if he was in Kansas City. Uh, that is a guy who gets after it, and it was an absolute dog playing through injuries. Uh, I, I'm going to be interested to see how he goes up against Juwan Taylor, too, because Juwan Taylor has struggled the last couple games. Uh, his penalties, obviously, we know he's highly pen penalized, but 
you know, in between the penalties, you could kind of get used to it, right? Because it was like, oh, yeah, it's fine because he's playing pretty well outside of the penalties. Now it's he's getting penalized and not playing very well, Nick. It's, you can't have both. You yeah. can't have both, that's for sure. you got to make up for one. But if the scale is not balanced in, in the right way, then they start looking at back, okay, then are you really earning your paycheck? And he's got a pretty big paycheck to earn uh, for Jawan Taylor over there. Let's flip it over to when the Patriots have the ball. Their offense, or the, excuse me, when the, when the Raiders have the ball. I was thinking about the Patriots. Uh, the Raiders don't have quite the offensive line uh, that we would anticipate the Raiders to have, right? They've had offensive line trouble for a past couple of years. One guy, Colton Miller over there, is dealing with some injuries, but he's probably their best offensive lineman, and he's a little hobbled. Yeah, he's definitely struggling for sure. And I think anytime you see a guy's name, especially this late in the season, you know, it, it, it's going to make sense. You know, this is a Christmas day. Uh, you're, you're have everyone's at 80% is your maximum. No one's 100% unless you're fresh legs. So 80%, and then you're questionable too. So it's like, okay, how much pain can you take? And then if you're a defense coordinator, if you're Spagnola, are you going to go after that? Are you going to check his lateral movement? Are you going to check his uh, stability? Where is he going to be able to anchor in a bull rush? And you're going to throw everything at him. You know, give him some Karloftis, give him some Dana, you know, run some games, a minute who, uh, and see what he's got. And that's your left tackle. And if that gets exposed, man, you can't do anything. You can't do anything at all. I'm excited to see how the Chiefs defense plays this because they played the Raiders really well, especially in the run last time they played them. They went off against them. Chris Jones had a really good game. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, have this year, feels like he's having a quietly a really good year. He's seen a lot of double teams, right? So he's not getting the, the he's not being the stat, steech, stat sheet stuffer that he usually is, but I think he's being really productive. Nick. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. It, it's a quiet year and everyone else is getting a shine. Um, you know, Chris Jones is taking all the action, taking all the heat, and everyone's performing when they should. And since this is trenches, we also need to discuss how running backs coming back. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders mm-hmm. makes his glorious turn, which, by the way, much like you love Crosby, I love Josh Jacobs. This dude is a tough runner. Okay. Dude is a tough runner. So defense is going to get tested there, and then we get Pacheco back. So battle of the trenches at full strength with the RB room. Ooh, going to love to see it. This is going to be one of those hard-nosed AFC West football games uh, when it comes down to it. Uh, George Goff just need to give a hat tip to him. Nine sacks this season leads the team. Uh, just ahead of uh, Chris Jones with seven and a half, Mike Dana with six and a half, Charles Menhew also having a really good year. A little bit of a resurgence for him as he is tied a career high for sacks, and he's only played half the year. Like that's kind of a crazy thing to think about. He's been suspended for six games and he came back, and now he has his career high in in sacks. So uh, very impressive what that defensive unit's been able to do outside of Chris Jones. It is awesome, and like I said, just lo- love to see that, and I just love that. Justin Reed getting getting blitzes, getting his work in. So we're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fire. They're gonna empty the chamber when it comes to uh, the Raiders and Spagnola and his plan for this game today. Well, I can't wait for it, Uh, Nick. Appreciate you stopping in, and you can listen to more outside the trenches with Nick and myself and Big B Brian Hanley every Wednesday night at nine p.m. Central Time. We're gonna go ahead and send it back for more five things. All right, that was breaking down the trench. We have back-to-back trench warfare segments there. I love it. Love it as a guy whose eyes always gravitate to the middle of the field there, especially there in the trenches. I I absolutely love that coverage. 
and where the gains are typically won and lost. That's definitely going to be the case again this weekend. We are going to take a break and we are going to come back and we will have two more things to close out our five things for the week right after this. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back in the lab. We talked a little bit about the the Chiefs linebackers, not just in coverage, but how the the Raiders may try and attack them a little bit. We had Barbershop Sean Barber talking about one of the Chief, or one of the Raiders' best players that they have on their team in Max Crosby, and then we had Tucker Franklin and Nick Leckie, our outside the trenches guys, talking about, of course, the trenches there. So now we are going to turn to our guy. BJ Kissel, the boss man, he's going to break down something a little bit that came out after the last time the Chiefs and the Raiders played. Mr. Meek Robinson, a defensive back for the for the Raiders, had a lot to say about the types of players that the Chiefs have and the types of players that the Raiders have. Well, Chiefs get to show up and uh, see what they've got today. So we'll let BJ speak on that a little bit more. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? BJ Kissel here with your thing to watch as the Chiefs and Raiders meet on Christmas. Hope everybody out there has a great Christmas and holiday break. Uh, but this is an interesting one uh, for me, and I'm going to have all uh, my attention when the Chiefs are on offense on where number 21 is for the Raiders. That is cornerback Amik Robertson, uh, 5'8", 165, or excuse me, 185, uh, but likes to talk. He had a lot to say after the Chiefs beat the Raiders. In Las Vegas saying that he knows that the Raiders are a better team and that they've got more dogs on that side, which I think is interesting uh, coming from a player that, according to Pro Football Focus, Amik Robertson of the Raiders, this season in 2023 ranks number 70 out of 79 in his ability to tackle. Um, So cornerback talking a lot of trash that has not been great in his career at tackling. He's not very big, but. Uh, you say a lot and you say that you have more dogs than you do. And then you look at last year, he ranked out of cornerbacks that play at least half the snaps, 68 out of 72 qualifying players in his ability to tackle. 
And so obviously it's going to be a big one in this game. Isaiah Pacheco is back. We've seen the Chiefs offense in the screen game find some success. And I'm just going to be really interested to see how much they run at 21 and uh, how much extracurriculars there could be. And maybe it's nothing, um, but it stood out to me when he made those comments. We know that the Chiefs are looking for uh, their eighth straight division title, which is going to piss off anybody in the division. They get tired of the Chiefs winning, but uh, eight straight division titles. Uh, Andy Reid has already secured uh, his 11th straight winning season. Uh, since he arrived in Kansas City, the Chiefs have done nothing but have winning seasons. And looking at the Raiders, you would have to go back to 1984 before you could find their 11th uh, winning season, not necessarily in a row, but you have to go back almost 40 years before you get to their 11th season. Whereas for the Chiefs, you just have to go back to 2013. Uh, where most people watching this video were still alive. Um, I was one year old uh, back in 1984, which was the 11th season counting backwards uh, that the Chiefs, or the, excuse me, that the Raiders had a winning season. And so uh, one team's had a lot of success, one hasn't, one talks a lot of trash uh, and hasn't backed it up. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. Uh, the Chiefs running game, uh, what kind of personnel groupings that do they have out there? Obviously, slowing down Max Crosby is going to be the deal. That dude is a dog uh, and he could absolutely be a game wrecker. Uh, they run at him. Do they go heavy. Uh, how do they try to, to slow him down? We've seen Andy Reid uh, do a lot of different uh, creative things with pass rushers and facing guys like this. The game against Nick Bosa uh, jumps out of granted. There's a lot of uh, examples going up against Max Crosby, but uh, whether it's jet sweep, unblock him, get it thinking, get him looking or feeling left to right uh, and horizontally as opposed to getting up the field, um, or just put a tackle or a tight end over there and run right at him. But um, all that said, my eyes are going to be on number 21 for the Raiders and how he performs after uh, he had a lot to say after the last game. And uh, as we've seen in the past, talking trash uh, to the Chiefs, whether you get in his face like Max Crosby did, where Mahomes the only you, you woke up the wrong motherfucker, um, or you know taking victory laps around Arrowhead or standing on the logo, all things the Raiders have done, none of those things have ever proven to end up being a good idea. Uh, the Chiefs have always responded. And I'm curious to see how the Chiefs respond to this one based on those words, again, from Amik Robertson. So my eyes are on 21. Let us know in the comment section section what you're looking for. And I uh, hope you all have a great Christmas, regardless of what happens in the game. Hopefully you get time with friends, family, uh, and the ones you care about most. So uh, appreciate all of you. That's my thing to watch. Thanks, BJ. Yeah, that's that's one of those right there that, you know, when, when you open your mouth against Andy Reid and the Chiefs within the division – one of those that you look at a little bit and you're like, why, why did you do that? Like, why, why, why would you even cross that barrier? The Chiefs are on the brink of their eighth straight divisional championship. And we see time and time again, these little onesie, twosie wins, or in this case, not even a win, not even close to a win for the Raiders in the last time that they played, that these teams want to go out, want to run their mouths. Bam, plenty to say to the top dog in the AFC, and how does that work out? Typically not well for the opposition when they do open their mouths and run it. We'll see on Sunday if Andy Reid's maybe got a little something special. We're going to see Snow Globe again on Christmas? We're going to see a repeat of something like that? Might be fun. Andy Reid might have something a little bit more inventive there. And if he's going to do it on offense, he's going to need the assistance of the Chiefs wide receivers. Please. So, we've got our guys over there at Only Weird Games talking about the Chiefs wide receiver position. Take it away, Josh, Seth, and Nate. 
I have the entire Only Weird Games trio with you here to give you one thing to keep an eye on as the Chiefs take on the Raiders in a rematch on Christmas Day at Arrowhead Stadium. Joshua Briscoe, Seth Kaiser, Nate Taylor. Nate, let's talk about the wide receivers. I don't know why nobody else is doing that because uh, these pesky fellas, they've just been a little up and down this year. Uh, but in all seriousness, Sky Moore goes to IR. At the very least, his regular season is over. In all likelihood, his year with the Chiefs is done. Uh, Justin Ross is back. McCole Hardman's practice window is open. That's still probably, I'd imagine, going to be a little bit away, but we're recording this, you know, a little uh, earlier in the late week. So uh, what are you expecting right now in terms of anything that could change with the receivers? As also on Thursday, uh, Kadarius Tony was out with a hip, didn't practice at all. So whatever happens with his practice week will, of course, uh, play into a factor there. What are you expecting to see, Nate? Yeah, I'm expecting to see a lot more Rasheed Rice because how well he did in the first matchup. Um, Andy Reid has indicated uh, two times now since the Chiefs beat the Patriots that he does want to get uh, Richie James involved more. So they're going to have to figure out the balance of him being the punt returner, we presume, but also getting more offensive snaps. So that's one of the things they, you know, I think fans should look for because he played in the first matchup, but again, wasn't targeted a ton. And also uh, that was his first game back coming from his knee injury. So, what I think you're going to see is a decent amount of Justin Watson. Um, one thing I'm interested to see, does Marquez Valdez-Skidlin catch a deep pass? Because we haven't seen it for a while now, and it would sure be nice if uh, if they could sort of reestablish that part of the receiver group. But, of course, I, I just think right now they're going to be about four maybe five deep, you know, Justin Ross is the question mark. Um, the Chiefs can sort of give him another week to get acclimated before obviously giving him, you know, the last two games of the regular season to see if he'll be a part of the offense come playoff time. And even though McCall Hartman has his window open, I don't think you should expect him to be in uniform on Christmas Day. Uh, they have 21 days to decide or essentially three weeks to decide when McCall uh, is available to come back. The way Andy Reid usually does the way he usually does these things is he gives the players at least two weeks before they're brought back to the active roster, and then sometimes they take the full three weeks uh, just for a, you know, just to be cautious about things. So I still think you're going to rely a lot on Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice, and then maybe Seth, maybe Richie James is wide receiver two-ish. But statistically, and I need to make this point, uh, Justin Watson still has the second most receiving yards from the receiving group. He has less than 400 receiving yards. It's the 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 wide receiver room right now. We know Rasheed Rice is the number one guy. And we'll see, by the way, we're four games into him having a heavy role. He has, there's only like in the first, like however many games came before the last four. I should know that, but I don't. He only had like four or five more targets than he did in the last four games. This is kind of rubber hitting the road. They're playing. This is the first team they played for the second time mm -hmm. um, during that stretch of using him more. Yep. So I would assume this is the first team they are going to play where their game planning is Rasheed Rice. And one thing that would be really hysterical would be if like Kelsey went off for like 180 yards or something. Um especially with all kind of the washed talk this week. People are like, has Travis Kelsey lost a step? And I've been like, dude, he lost that step like three years ago. Yeah, like, you where? notice because how he was producing. 
Well, yeah, and like still is. It's like it's like, oh, did you see him drop that 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 pass? You mean after he easily created separation in the back of the end zone? Yes. Yes. Um, and I've seen him drop that pass before. I like yes. that. That happens. The dude was like, my ribs, and it happens. But anyway, I, that's. I'm so sorry to just jump on top of Nate's thing. No, but this is our first real opportunity to see how Rasheed Rice responds, assuming the Raiders learned something. From the last matchup, we we, which, we think we think. Which, to be fair, they played a bunch of like non-haloed man coverage on Kelsey the last time they played, and pure zones without an extra guy shadowing him. And I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, I was like, "Why would you? How? How? Like, how do you not get out? This works and whatever. So maybe they won't. But I, that I'm really interested in because that's the next leveling up, right? Like, we what we see feel like we're seeing with Rasheed Rice is, hey. This is, at the very least, a useful wide receiver, too. Like, a good wide receiver, too, maybe even. Now, if a team game, game plans for him, hey, we're going to press him off the line constantly to try to avoid these quick throws. Okay, can he win a couple of back shoulder throws? Can, will they finally call out a couple nine routes, see if he can free those hands, get down the field, and force them off him? Will he, you know, shove a guy off and grab some separation on a slant? Can he show the ability to separate against what I would do to defend him, which would mm -hmm. be a lot of press, a lot of man right up in his grill saying, hey, we don't think you can separate well, and we're not going to let you get these easy. He turns these things that are, for most players, four or five-yard gains, he turns those into 10-yarders. And so I want to see how he does against a team that I would think is game planning for him. And I also want to see what Andy Reid's adjustments for those are. Because one thing he's already shown, it's not like teams haven't tried a little bit. So what he's doing is like when you ever ask yourself, man, why is Rasheed Rice always lining up in trips? Well, to stop teams from doing that, because you can't play press man when you, he's off the off the line and there's two other guys right there because you are going to get picked into oblivion if you do that. Like, Kelsey's just going to run into you and just kind of, oh, no, I'm so sorry, as he, like, escorts you <laughs> 10 yards down the field. So I just, I'm curious to see what Andy Reid's response is and Rasheed Rice's response is to a team that I would think is going to be maybe keen on him. And that's... That's one of the most important storylines for the Chiefs, not just this game, but the rest of the season. Can Rasheed Rice keep doing this? Because if so, playoffs look a little different. Yeah, playoffs look a little different. Yep. It's a really good thing to uh, to keep an eye on. There should be some interesting stuff from this game, but something we didn't mention in the main show is that the Raiders are on back-to-back -back games of losing 3 nothing and winning 63-21. to So whatever it is that this game brings, I bet it'll be weird. All right, yeah, that's that's the full five things right there. Once again, we had the lab talk about the linebackers and how they're going to defend the Raiders' passing and rushing attack. We had Sean Barber talking about Max Crosby. We had Tucker Franklin and Nick Leckie, our outside-the-trenches guys, talking about those trenches. We had BJ talking about Amik Robinson opening his mouth saying that they got more dogs over there on the, on the Raiders' side. And then we had the only Weird Games crew Talking about the wide receivers, this is a big matchup. Chiefs have a chance to give everybody within Chiefs Kingdom a present on Christmas Day with the eighth straight divisional championship. Back seven years ago, the Kansas City Chiefs were sitting in a scenario where every other team in the division had 15 divisional wins in the AFC West, except for the Chiefs. 
who had eight. The Chiefs now have tied them after last season's victory and have a chance on Christmas Day to put themselves head and shoulders again with eight straight divisional victories. I know there's always the Super Bowl focus. There's always the look ahead. There's always the playoffs. That's where the focus largely is for this team. But keep that in mind that Andy Reid's first goal every single season, go out and win the division because that gets you in the playoffs. That gets you into the dance. That gets you where you want to be. This is a chance to achieve goal number one for this team this season. So it's going to be a good one there at Arrowhead. If you are going to be at Arrowhead, the Lot J tailgate will be hopping out there. So make sure that you stop by Lot J. Make sure to visit with all those guys, everybody that we get to hang out with every single home game here at KCSN. It is a really good time. And while you are out there, make sure you are tuned in to the 810 pregame they're going to have there. Your home the NFL, but they are going to have one of the very best pregame shows that you can listen to out there in the parking lot or at home. Make sure that you are tuned in to 810. And then after the game, yeah, it's Christmas. I totally understand. You know, you got family around, you got everything. Throw up the throw up the KCSN postgame show. We're going to be live a little bit after the game. We're going to hopefully be breaking down the eighth straight divisional victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. So we will be there with bells on. I might actually wear bells and plenty of Ben Holiday bourbon that will be out there. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And thank you so much for staying tuned to five things. Have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it is that you celebrate. Be kind to each other and we will catch it.